Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CGM Presents Revelation Expectations. And I am Stephanie Wright. I am Charles Wright from Charles Georgia Missions. And uh, we are your hosts for this podcast. We are going to be studying the book of Revelation because last year we went through the entire book of Revelation with a Bible study group uh, that we are with on Thursday nights, a wonderful group of people. And we were compelled to share with our podcast listeners what we learned to clear up some misconceptions about Revelation. And I'm going to start out, and Apostle Charles is going to share his um, views shortly here. But I had an entirely wrong attitude about the book of Revelation. Uh, my attitude was that I wasn't going to be here. I would be raptured and or caught up to be with the Lord. And we will explain some of what that means later. But I realized that the book of Revelation is a beautiful book about Jesus, his mercy to us, and those who are unsaved. He prolongs his return because God does not want anyone to be lost. And there are portions in this book that are scary, but not for those who know Jesus and have accepted them into their lives. So if you do not know him, now would be a good time to ask him to come into your heart and receive him as your Savior and Lord. I learned many things that inspired me to want to know about the book of Revelation and the expectations that it holds. And I'll share a few of those things after Apostle Charles shares his thoughts before we get started into the book. Well, one of the things that I've noticed about the book of Revelation that everyone should be aware of is that it is, most of all, uh, a testimonial prophecy that comes directly from God through Jesus Christ to the writer of the book of Revelation, which is John. Uh, we know that in most cases. So if you refer to Revelation 19 and 10, you will see where um, it was written that these words that were listed in the book of Revelation are the words of Jesus Christ. They are his testimony. That's what makes it so unique. However, it's still so unique because it was revealing, very revealing in the heart, what's in the heart of God. However, how it is written, it is not written in a chronological order. And uh, it's an eye-opener that God wants to bring to us. In fact, let me say this real quick. Today I was driving and I was listening to music on the radio, uh, on a gospel radio, and I heard a young lady singing a song, and the song revealed this, and she confessed. She said, I'm not ready. And I thought, to, and her song was, I'm not ready. So many of us are not ready yet for the return of Jesus Christ because, um, unfortunately, if we were getting ready and being ready, then I think we would be more ready if we would study the book of Revelation. So uh, don't forget, we know in Scripture that we're told that uh, we see in part, we hear in part, and we know in part. But there will be a time when the full revelation of Jesus Christ is going to take place and he shall return. So you better learn like we're doing ourselves, <laughs> learning as much as we can because we want to be ready when Jesus returns. You do not want to be in a colloquial word left behind. So let's learn about God's word 
and help ourselves to be ready, not getting ready, be ready. He comes quickly. Amen. So some things just to uh, kind of entice you that impressed me about the book of Revelation and that we will talk about um, as we go through the 22 chapters is um, I was enlightened as far as understanding the difference between the Antichrist, the beast and the false prophet um, and understanding of the whore of Babylon, who is not really a woman is not really what you think. So stay with us when we study, as we go through this study. Um, I learned also that people will sin even when Satan has been locked up for a thousand years. So the devil doesn't always make us do it. It's our flesh that makes us sin. And I was also impressed that we will not have one drop of blood on our white garments when we go into battle with Jesus. And there's so much more that we are going to learn. And we hope that you fall in love with the book of Revelation and see how wonderful it really is. So come along with us on this journey through Revelation Expectations. So anything else before yeah, we get started? Uh, I- Definitely, when you study this book that uh, God is speaking from through Jesus Christ to his writer, John, you will change. You will want to change immediately because there are such words in here and deep revealing of God's mysteries uh, to us until we were somewhat shocked at some of the things that we discovered. Uh, and not being fearful. God does not want you to be fearful in studying the book of Revelation, especially those, like Stephanie has said, uh, especially those when you are ready and when you are in getting in preparation for his return. You have no need to fear. But for those of us who decide I'm not ready, I'm not getting ready, I don't want to be ready, well, you're going to wish you had been. So we're here to help you to get ready and be ready for Jesus' second return. So what is the purpose or ultimate goal of this study of the book? Uh, It is to get us ready for the return of Jesus Christ, for the time is at hand. And um, that is in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. As I turn to that, it says, uh, verse 1, let's read 1 and 2. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So that's the first purpose, to show, right? Yes. And he sent and signified it by his angel and his servant, John. And we're going to get into who this book, who the people are that we're going to focus on initially in this book. Verse 2 says, Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw, speaking of John. And verse 3 is to us. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is at hand. So that is the purpose of studying this book to get us ready for the return of Jesus Christ because verse three says the time is at hand. So what did you want to say something? Yeah, it made me think of the scripture that tells us that now is the day of salvation and the Lord wants us to grow in his knowledge and his understanding. And so with the help of the Holy Spirit, we're gonna, we will help you and help ourselves to understand deeper mysteries that are found in the scripture, in the book of Revelation. 
So here are some caveats or some things we want you to remember as we go through this study. We will not study everything in every chapter. There are, number two, there are many interpretations about the book of Revelation. We will not be studying every interpretation. So when you listen to other speakers, that is how they view this book. They are not necessarily wrong about one thing or everything, but they are not necessarily right either. Number three, you should listen to each lesson to get as full an understanding about the entire book as possible. So those are just a few things we want you to remember as you go through. And also, please read each chapter on your own because we will probably not spend time on every verse, but talk more specifically about the key verses that are in the chapters. However, don't forget, you will see, you will hear, you will know, and it's all in part. The full revelation will not take place until it happens and it will happen. So uh, we're hoping that you will, with all your heart, dig deep, drink deep, and eat this meal that God has prepared for us. He wants you to know what's going to happen. Okay, so what I want to do is we've already focused on, we've looked at chapter verses 1, 2, and 3. So let's look at, for me, I'd like to look at the characters in this book. And first of all, it's Jesus Christ, who is mentioned in verse 1. And what is his significance? This is all about Jesus. That is why it is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not just revelation. Look at your Bible closely. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. I like what I what he said in the introduction to my book, my book of the Bible. It says the divine program of redemption brought to fruition and the holy name of God who vindicated before all creation. So it is about God wanting to see people saved. And you're going to, like Apostle Charles already uh, mentioned, you're going to be amazed at the reaction that some people have basically in rejecting God. But we will get to that. Um, did you have something? Mm -mm, okay. So... Uh, we also see the phrase Alpha and Omega referenced in verses 8, 11, and 17. Again, speaking of Jesus, verse 8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. And this is in red letter, which means these are Jesus' words, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. This is Jesus speaking of himself. And verse 11, again, it's about Jesus saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book, speaking to John, write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and to Smyrna and Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. So we see Jesus speaking to John, telling him to write to the seven churches. And we are going to go into that in more depth, definitely in chapter two and chapter three. The seven churches is something that Apostle Charles really loves. So I'm expecting him to expound on that mightily. <laughs> and then continuing with Jesus, we have in verse 17 again, and when I saw him, this is John speaking, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand 
on me, saying unto me, and these are Jesus' words, fear not, I am the first and the last. Again, talking about Jesus and who Jesus is. And I guess continuing verse 18, it says, I am, this is Jesus speaking still in verse one, in chapter one. I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. That verse, we, there's a lot to that verse of he being uh, alive and dead. It's, it's really more to it than just Jesus being crucified and coming back to life. It's, it's going to be references that are also going to be made concerning the Antichrist and the beast. And we'll get into false that prophet. more. Yeah, mostly the Antichrist and the beast. So, and of course, the false prophet comes in there, but there's a lot there. So Jesus is establishing in chapter one who he is. So that we have no confusion about that. Yeah, let me throw this in. Uh, when he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning. Well, he was pretty much saying before there was an earth, before there was a heaven that we see today in the, uh, the universe around us. And before there was water and trees and all these things that were created. Jesus is telling us, I am and that's what God called himself when Moses was asking, well, who shall I say sent me? And he told Moses to tell them, tell them, I am is the one who sends you. So he is the beginning. He was before Moses ever was a Moses. So we have to look at the fact that God knows he doesn't live in our time frame and zone. He lives before, during and after what we are experiencing right now. Amen. And let's say I left off at verse 19. Okay, write these things. And so Jesus is telling John to write the things which he is about to see and which shall be hereafter. So John has quite a, a task ahead of him. And it's uh, just stay with us. It's just a beautiful book. And, you know, and verse 20 says the mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks, which you saw are the seven churches. And I've gotten a little bit ahead of myself there, but um, the other person, uh, so we have looked at Jesus in verses, uh, also, let's see, five through eight. Ah, yes, verses five through eight, it says that Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, we're talking about Jesus, the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So I got a little ahead of myself, but he's Alpha and Omega. Mm -hmm. And we also see he's a faithful witness and so forth and so on in verse 5. And um, he has made us kings and priests, verse 6, to God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Okay. And then verses 13 through 18, I've covered some of that already. Um, Comment. Yes. Okay. Remember when Stephanie read the portion that said to the seven angels, <laughs> what interpretation normally most scholars believe is that the seven angels of the seven churches that were listed were pastors. If anybody's supposed to should hear God, it should be the pastors. You are a leader. You pastors that I'm speaking to, you are leaders and you have to lead people to Christ. And then let Christ lead them to heaven. 
Amen. And we're going to get into that a little bit more too. But we also want to look at John and what is his significance. In verse 1, it says that the revelation of Jesus Christ, God gave to God gave to Jesus, gave to him to show to his servants things which are going to come to pass. Um, and is given to the angel by unto his servant John. So we have John in verses 1. And verses 9 through 11, it reads, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And then John hears Jesus saying that he is Alpha and Omega. So John is the other major character in the book of Revelation who is going to be with us and walking us through this and sharing his experiences and writing what he is told to write. Amen. Um, and he's told to do these things because he was first visited by an angel from heaven who gave him messages to give to the angels in the earth who were the pastors of the seven churches. Amen. And so that was the other thing. So we have Jesus as being a major character, of course, John and the angels of the seven churches. Um, and we're going to talk about and the angel from heaven and the angel from heaven. Right. Angels are present throughout the book of Revelation. They follow orders from the throne of God. And was pointed, as it was pointed out by one of our Bible study members, God never leaves the throne throughout the book of Revelation. He does not have to because he has others to carry out the work to be done. So we're going to encourage you, please go back and read this chapter on your own. Come back and reference what we have shared with you. Yes, start with chapter 1, verses 1 through how far 20. 20, all right. Okay, and we look forward to you being with us again. It has been uh, a pleasure today, and I think we're going to have a great time going through the book of Revelation, and we hope you love it as much as we have. Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of your day, week, month, and we will see you next time. And have a great rest of your life. Amen. <laughs> if you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.